Welcome, Welcome to, to crisis, crisis with Kira and Isis. Happy Halloween. Boogly boogly. Ooh. Um, today we're going to be talking about Halloween, our traditions, the history of it, kind of giving like a little spiel. Um, and we hope you guys stay tuned in to hear about all these great things. Dude, uh, this is our first like late recording episode. Or this is our first like late night It's our first episode. delirium Even, episode. <laughs> yeah, which I'm kind of excited. I feel like it's, I'm feeling the... The late night vibes. Yeah, the freaks come out at night, you know? <laughs> Hold up, I'm like feeling like, like really overwhelmed <laughs> with all that's going on. You look so funny. I'm having a sensory overload. I just can't wait to like see your intro and just cut to this. First of all, oh my god, I went to Trader Joe's today in a dress and it put me in the best mood like ever. Was it not freezing? Honestly, I probably felt better after that than like my whole birthday <laughs> yeah also it's been freezing yeah it's starting to get chilly and all the leaves are falling officially it's like yeah. no longer colors it's like just piles, piles. <laughs> yeah so speaking of romping them shwalloween we did some research on the history of certain things so we're going to touch on that and we're going to talk about what we do what we want to do and kind of like just give you guys some background and some history on some of the, the spooky spooky things that go on <laughs> Just try not to burp, <laughs> but I hope it didn't just catch. <laughs> At least I can't smell it. Oh, I think we didn't address our costumes like at all. Oh, so for Halloween this year, we are. <laughs> the geese from, from Aristocats. <laughs> Do we Which, look like if them? you haven't seen it? It's a great it's Halloween movie. It's a Disney movie. movie from like the 70s, and it's actually great. And the jazz playlist in there. Ooh, ooh. We don't have an Uncle Waldo, though. We should have had Drew come in as a prop. <laughs> um, okay, so what are your traditions? Well, there's some, because it's like bobbing for apples. I did once for my birthday once when I was like eight. That wasn't a family tradition we had, you know. But it needs I think to be. I only did it once. I don't know if it needs to be. I read something about it and it said in the research, it said, you know, apples are obviously a big part of fall. And then there was one tradition where they would like peel an apple and they keep it into one like strand, like the skin. And then they would spin and like throw it over their shoulder. And uh, whatever letter it came out as, that was like their future lover's first initial yeah but then bobbing for apples it was like the first person to like get an apple with their teeth was like the first to get married in the new year yeah so i have a thing here saying by 43 a.d the roman empire had conquered a majority of celtic territory in the course of the 400 years that they had ruled the celtic lands two festivals of roman origin were created with the tradition of celtic celebration of how do you say it some Samhain. Samhain. Yeah. i hate the it's way it's gaelic I hate Gaelic spelling. No, it's insane. Because it's not. Like, that should <laughs> no, be illegal. No Samhain sense. is spelled S-M-H-A-I-N. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, but it's, uh, I'm not going to talk about the first one, but the <laughs> second day was to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of the celebration to the... Samhain? Samhain. <laughs> Probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Wait, Halloween. Wait, fruit? Is it just fruit? No. Well, fruit it was, and fertility? Yeah, fruit and trees, and oh, her symbol was an apple, oh, okay, particularly. Okay. 
the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they had more of a thing with pomegranates. They probably have it somewhere the in Greek? there, too. The Greek. Uh, the Greeks more pomegranate? I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like pomegranates were more... I know. I think thing. it might just be for this specific yeah, goddess. Yeah, yeah. But um, so that's what I have but, about apples. Go ahead. Um, oh, pumpkins. Hold on. I gotta like. I honestly feel like pumpkins were like a thing. My dad. It's probably one of his favorite things to like grow. Right. On the farm, like he always squash <laughs> zucchini. There was like multiple seasons where he would have a huge patch of pumpkins <laughs> and we would have l- loads of pumpkins come out of there. Um like big pumpkins or like pie pumpkins. Big, little, tiny, Edible? medium, some. He would plant like he would just throw <laughs> go nuts. Out. Like you don't even know. Um I wish he did more, like, of the fairy tale ones, though. I don't think those he ever really did those. Because those are so cute. Mm-hmm. But, and then he would, like, put them out on the side of the road and be like, take them. But then, like, my first year of college, he had oh, a yeah. giant pumpkin patch. I remember this. And I brought probably, like, 30 to 50 pumpkins to Reno. <laughs> and I literally had, like, 15 in my apartment. And uh. I gave everybody I ran into a pumpkin. Yeah. I, it, I, it seemed like... Yes. Yeah. There's pumpkins everywhere, and they were there forever. Yeah. Like, they never died. <laughs> they were, like, everlasting no, pumpkins. No, I had pumpkins. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pumpkins. Up until grow. the summer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, my dad's got a real, real thing for pumpkins. Any other major traditions? Mm, not really. Um, For me, Halloween's a little bit complicated. I think my parents... My dad, in particular, cared about Halloween. I don't really recall this, but there's always a picture of me when my parents were together dressed up as Halloween. Like, my dad has this picture of me as a clown, and I'm, like, maybe, like, one or two years old. So I'm, like, if people thought it was, like, a um, like a doll mm-hmm. that they had that he was standing next to, and it was, like, a picture of me. And I think he had that, like, on his desk for a while. And then there's, like, this one of my sister where she's the rag doll, the red one. Do you know what I'm talking about? With, like, curly hair and, like, a bonnet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's called. I can't Raggedy see. Ann. Raggedy Ann. She has a really cute picture of her dressed oh, up as yeah, Raggedy Ann. <laughs> um, like, adorable. And then um, after that kind of Halloween, my parents separated. And then when we were in L.A. because of the Armenian community, we didn't really do Halloween very well. Um, and it wasn't until I was, like, a teenager or, like, a tweenager when we could go, like, like to the other neighborhoods but it wasn't really, like, that big of a thing. So I did prefer Vegas for Halloween for sure. Also, the entire neighborhoods took it seriously. Yeah. So in terms of, like, traditions, I don't necessarily have any. Um, I personally really like Halloween because I feel like it's a low-expectation holiday. Like, no one else matters on Halloween. Like, you can do it by yourself. You could do it with others. Um, there's no really gifts involved. So there's no expectation. All it is is just to go out and have fun. Um, so I particularly love the holiday. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I was going to say, also, the infamous elementary school fall festival mm. <laughs> with the infamous cakewalk. Mm, <laughs> that part. Um, <clears throat> so I did want to read this. So basically it says here that Halloween origins date back to ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. The Celts who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland in the United Kingdom and northern France, celebrated their own New Year on November 1st. So, this day marked the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter. Time of the year was often associated with human death. 
Uh, Celts believe that on the night before New Year's, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that ghosts and the dead returned to Earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future for people Entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. I read somewhere that they first started carving turnips. Yes, I have I that so noted funny. here. Well, okay, so what I have on that is, okay, so there's two things. One was that they would, initially, they would build a massive fire. Mm-hmm. which I think is brilliant. We should bring the fire <laughs> uh-huh, back. Uh-huh. So they'd build a, a massive fire, and that kind of ended in the early half of the 20th century, and it was replaced with two things. Yes, the turnips, um, but the turnips were also lanterns so people could walk at night, mm-hmm. um, but they would also use to re- – because the fire was – I don't was think so- the turnips were lanterns. So there's I think a part they had here. lanterns, and they would carve turnips. So there's a, like kind of cross intersects here, it seems like, because it says that basically the fire, the point of it was to guide the spirits. Yeah. And so they replaced that with candles, and then lantern, like to hold the candle, parsnips, I think, were part of it, and that's why they're carved to like still have like light. And then from there, they realized that pumpkins – were bigger and made more sense, I guess. I read that they just started carving turnips for into scary faces to, like, put in their windows to, like, ward off the evil spirits. Mm. And then I was kind of confused where they started lighting them because then in another place it explained all about, like, jack-o'-lanterns and, like, why they're even called jack-o'-lanterns and just because... People at night, like, watchmen with lanterns, Mm -hmm. and they didn't know what to call them, and, like, just a really common name is Jack, so they just call him, like, (laughs) Jack of the Lantern, and then, yeah, so then there's the carved turnips, and then the Jack of the Lantern, and then at some point, they realize pumpkins are, like, easier to carve, Mm -hmm. and then if they wanted to put light in them, I'm sure it, like, just made more sense, Mm -hmm. because I feel like turnips aren't, like, big enough, and, like, the, I saw a picture of one, Mm. and it didn't look hollowed out, like, Oh, just carved? Yeah, so I'm a little confused on that, but at some point, the carved faces to ward off the evil spirits and the lights got incorporated right because i also read that the jack-o'-lantern was to like ward off the, the face was to ward off the evil spirits but also the light was to like welcome the good ones your deceased ancestors right so yeah i mean i personally do not enjoy carving pumpkins i think it's a messy irritating process you cut yourself and like, yeah <laughs> you never have the right tools and it's just like and you just bleh. yeah the tools you buy are always terrible yeah mm-hmm. and it's just like such a and they get rotten and so i feel like they're great when you have like a family otherwise they're a complete waste of time and energy just paint the thing and it makes it so much cleaner and easier um but turnips i would love to whittle <laughs> a little whittle a little turnip, turnip you know and then you just like and goodbye turnip but you know no one you can't even eat the pumpkin either so it's like yeah would you ever roast the seeds we yeah sometimes do that. i think that's a they're never as good as you want them to be no though. they're never like <laughs> and they're always like you can't they're also compared to sunflower seeds which we eat like more regularly those are so easy to like open and pumpkin seeds i know you can eat the whole thing but yeah but then you're just like yeah you're like chewing on actually could be some good fiber so is corn. 
So one of the other things I want to talk about, so we already talked about how, like, from the Celtic, Celtics, it went to the Romans. So after the Romans, the church. Ooh. Catholic church. Yeah. And so the popes wanted to, like, you know, <laughs> make these holidays more church friendly um so because people would be more likely to join the church if their favorite festivals remained yeah yeah. to some degree so basically on november 1st they used to think about all the saints as martyrs like the day was moved from like may to november and then like sometime after that they wanted to celebrate the all souls day Mm-hmm. And that was the day to honor the dead, which is also kind of like how we get to like Dia de los Muertos today. But basically, All Souls Day was similar to Samaway, Awahavna, <laughs> whatever it is. And they had big bonfires, parades, and they all dressed in costume as saints, angels, and devils, which I think is actually mm-hmm. really great. Um, Does it make you feel better? About dressing as a devil? Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> so All Souls Day turned to All Hallows, to the All Hallow ma- Mass as, like, the day before Saints Day. And so the night before it... I heard Hallows meant, like, to sanctify. Quite could have been. Read that somewhere. And so basically All Saints Day slowly turned into Hall- uh, All Hallows Eve and then eventually Halloween. How do we get that ween in there? <laughs> Where the fork did that come from? Ween. I feel like All Hallows Eve makes like more sense, but I don't know where the ween. Who knows? I don't know. But I know like I don't know. Like the Celtics already had like the relationship of the time of year relating to death and then their own way to honor the dead. But I know less about that than how the Catholics took it and then um also made like a day of the dead. Well, I guess because the Celtics believe, right, that, like, the veil was thinned and that could more likely to be able to talk to the dead. Right. Um, or, like, do um, divination? Divinci? Divination? Divination? I think it might be right? divination. I don't know. Divine. You divination. Know. I know what you're talking divination. about. Divination. We, we probably Sarah's shouldn't. Get... <laughs> she, she's going to attend us a text. <laughs> and it's going to be, like, the most obvious thing ever i'm just never mind <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 um yeah yeah are there any other i don't know i mean our traditions are hella basic like you know they're just the good old american funsies right so speaking of the all-american <laughs> How did we get where we are from what was going on with the All Saints, right? So right. basically, and this is kind of obvious, I guess, but not really. So Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid po- Protestant beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> However... I was just drinking my bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> um Customs from different uh, European ethnic groups and American Indians meshed, and we kind of started seeing this, like, emergence of Halloween come along, and basically the first celebration included these play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories about the dead, tell each other fortunes, dance, and sing. However... These colonial Halloween festivities kind of became time to uh, tell ghost stories and become, like, very mischievous. And Mm -hmm. by the 19th century, an annual autumn festivals were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated. So that's where we were. However, in the second half in the 19th century, America was flooded with immigrants 
<laughs> and those Irish fleeing from the potato famine helped popularize mm. our current mm. celebration of Halloween. <laughs> they brought the turnips. <laughs> They're like, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> you just put this in your window? <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty sick. So I honestly think that's kind of interesting in the sense that, like, I love an autumn gathering. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoy that community sense. Um also, like, because it is, like, time of big harvest. Right. End of harvest. Get all this while it's good. Mm-hmm. Get all fat before the winter. Yeah. And, I mean, Thanksgiving is similar to that, but having one that has some kind of spiritual spooky background to it makes it, because le- Thanksgiving is all about giving and being grateful. Yeah. And in American culture, we don't have really a memorial day like we have memorial day but that's mostly for our, like our fallen soldiers yeah it's very specific yeah and so like like in the armenian background like there is a, like a holiday for the dead which i think the is dead. Yeah, yeah which i think is really important yeah, to have I agree. so being that the united states doesn't have it at mm-hmm. all i think halloween having this like memorance should be brought back me too i was gonna say there's like two things happening it's like celebrating harvest but then like having the day to like acknowledge whether you think that you know the veil between the dead and the living is thinned or not taking a day to remember our ancestors our loved ones i think would be pretty meaningful yes i concur and it's just funny because here we are dressed as geese (laughs) and it's just a fun holiday right right now but holidays you know, even in the name Holy Day, like, right. they're originally all very meaningful. Right. And not to say that what we do now for Halloween isn't meaningful, but it's definitely, like... It doesn't have a spiritual meaning to it. So even, like, Christmas is really fun, but, like, you know, if you're OG about it, you're still going to, you know, go to church or have, like, some kind of um, Sabbath with your family of sorts um, and like, you know, American culture is obviously like kind of removed a lot of that for a bunch of people, but Halloween so happens to have the least amount of. Importance. Yeah. Which is honestly crazy. Cause, Cause we're the most celebrated. It, well, but also like remembering the dead seems like a pretty, like <laughs> not unimportant thing to do. Right. Like, and it's very <laughs> secular. I feel like, because like part of the issue or it's like very open to all groups, Right. Like inherent, like Christmas, okay, kind of exclusive, Easter exclusive, um, you know, all the other ones have like whatever, <laughs> ruffling <laughs> my feathers. But um, but Halloween and like the idea of having some kind of remembrance for the dead, whatever you do, yeah. I feel like that is like just very human. Yeah. And like our country just is like, nah. It's kind of, it's weird too because, you know, obviously we were a country like founded by Christians. But then, like you said, originally it was, you know, very uptight Protestants that I don't think liked any holidays, sort of. I don't know. I would just, or I think they were really trying to, because like the Roman Empire, they took the Celtic traditions and tried to, like, combine them with their religion. But I'm guessing the Protestants just thought that because it was combined with originally Celtic traditions and pagan traditions or, like, Gotta cut that out. Right. That, I mean, would be my guess. Yeah, I but, fully agree. But I think it's weird because since we still celebrate Halloween, I would think that they would much rather have it be a Day of the Dead than what it is now. I feel like to them, they would be like, 
this is a day of sin now. Like, Like, just absolute debauchery and, like, oh, Lord. Halloween expressed by the average person, like, today, especially the average, like, adult, I think they would die. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised. I think, I don't know, I mean, I'm not very religiously enlightened but i think there are specific things where having any connection to the dead is negative like you're not supposed to in some sense as well like i wouldn't be surprised if the Wait, christianity yeah somewhere yeah. in there like i wouldn't be surprised if the protestants didn't celebrate it because the catholics did <laughs> <laughs> and that was off of principle yeah yeah <laughs> you know and like you know just like kind of villainified oh totally the thing but it, it but you know what i mean i think that's kind of ironic that Because that's, like, not what, you know, we believe in. So they ripped the really meaningful part that, like, Celtics had for it. Right. And because of that, now it's just left as a... (laughs) Dressing as geese. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of, like, the removal of, like, certain things, so... After what I was talking about in terms of, like, we had Halloween and, like, finally we have, like, the Irish come, right? The Irish come. Mm-hmm. and um, With their turnips. And, yeah, this like, the early, yeah, they come. I don't know if they came with the turnips, but they came. Uh, and they conquered. No. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so by the 1920s and 30s, Halloween had became a secular community-centered holiday with parades and town-wide Halloween parties. And there'd be entertainment. And this would happen with, like, schools and communities. But what happened is at this time, vandalism began to, like, plague society terribly. So um, a lot of communities were, like, None of this. Mm -hmm. So by the 50, town leaders had successfully, like, limited vandalism, and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directly maintained by the young. And due to the number of young children created during the 50s baby boom, the parties moved from, like, town centers and classrooms into the home. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Where they could be more easily accommodated, I guess, which I think is the downhill of Halloween. Um, I think it needs to be mm-hmm, community-based, mm-hmm. and it does not need to be internally-based. I think we've kind of come back from that, but that was because, and this is crazy, between the 1920s and the 1950s, the, sev- the century-old practice of trick-or-treating was also revived. Trick-or-treating was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share the Halloween celebration. In theory, families could also prevent tricks being played on them by providing the neighbor's children with small treats. Cut down the vandalism. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, there is a new American tradition that is now a $6 billion holiday called Halloween, and it is the second largest commercial holiday after Christmas. With that being said, speaking of shmoney, one quarter of all candy sold annually in the U.S. is purchased for Halloween. That's bonkers. That is bonkers. That should be illegal. For some reason, I totally blocked out the candy part. Of the trick-or-treating? What do you mean? Like, I just haven't thought about that. Like. At all? As like a tradition? Did you, can you trick-or-treat in your neighborhood? They're really long roads. (laughs) We would, oh, I totally forgot about this. Um, This is like in the countryside. So obviously, we don't have like houses touching houses and the roads don't have sidewalks. So, <laughs> so they would have all the kids. And drunk driving's allowed. So, <laughs> <laughs> they would have all the kids go to like one house. Um, like this guy and he had like a tractor with like hay in the back. And so we would all hop in the, hop in the hay in the tractor, like a hay ride, you know. And then we would go 
on the street to each to like houses. Aww, yeah, that's kind of adorable. I know. I totally forgot about that because when I got older, I just started trick or treating like in the city. The city. <laughs> Is that in what we're calling city? it out? No, it's a ton. It's a ton <laughs> in the ton. <laughs> you don't get a lot of candy that way. I'll tell no, because it's like you know, ten minutes to the next house. Yeah, sounds kind of depressing. Yeah. But it was fun. I mean, it's cool. Well, you're mostly it's, hanging out with friends at that yeah. point. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and it's these fun are pit stops. looking back. Right. And it's kind of adorable when you just imagine it driving down the road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, borrowing from European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costume and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually became today's trick or treating tradition. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborhood getting togethers than ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. And parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening and grotesque out of holiday celebrations. Because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning Mm. of the 20th century. That's so. Well, but but that's what I mean. Even those people, it's like they wanted it to be. Which trick or treating? Like I don't know. If you're with parents and kids, it's still somewhat that that wholesome community event right because everyone has to be on like everyone knows that this is day i don't know i mean honestly i don't know i'm trying to i can't reason this or like help me out here because it's like young adults today like halloween is just debauchery debauchery but it's like would young adults back then when it was more religious like care a little bit more yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it was also like that, like, because young adults had nothing to really do. I'm sure they'd be more likely to, I mean, young adults just do, do debauchery anyways. Right. So I'm sure it was in combination. But if it had a religious aspect today, I'm sure we would still, we would care along with the debauchery. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. And I mean, like, it, they stated, like, that was part of why, like, they became, like, more of a in-the-house kind of thing was to get rid of all the, like, the mischief that, like, young adults were causing um, and just vandalizing stuff and just being a ruck. So I think part of the downside as an adult, the reason why all we do is, like, debauchery is because there are <laughs> there is nothing for us yeah, to they... do because, like, the trick-or-treating isn't meant for us. <laughs> yeah, and, we don't have kids to take trick-or-treating. And, yeah, and, like, the—and we can't go— and so what all else are we supposed to do except dress up and try to feel again by drinking copious amounts of alcohol and doing dumb things? Yeah. Like, what else do you do? Right. How else do you celebrate? Mm-hmm. Um, any... But if we could all go build a big fire... Right. In the forest... <laughs> In, well, in downtown Reno. Reno. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a part in it that, like, probably part of the reason they stopped doing big fires was because it became, big like, a hazard. Yeah. <laughs> no but I'm way. like, if you have regulated Bro, you big fires. you know how much fires, BLM land we got? <laughs> just open. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have regulated fires. Right. City right, 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 right. controlled fire. Sanctioned giant bonfire? It'd be insane. We could totally do it. And like it would be like hot firefighters on standby. <laughs> Not dressed in costume, police Peeling officers. Turnips? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that would be a good way to get a lot of vibes out. Um and just you could just What would suck though? Cause honestly, I feel like if that if they actually did do that like nowadays, like you'd probably have to be like 
30 feet back from the fire. Right. And like, <laughs> la, la, la. I don't know. I think it'd be a good time. Do you have any, like, Halloween movie traditions or anything? Um, no. No? No. Um, do you want to hear about the Halloween backstory? To take a guess, I would imagine that just like before we had movies in general, we had oral tradition mm-hmm. and stories, and like mm-hmm. they told scary stories, and then that just like our oral traditions became movies, those became movies. Yes, so a lot of it was stories and then plays. Oh, and I've never was... thought about it like that. Because I, like, read... I was reading about, like, the scary stories, and I was like, man, I haven't heard a scary story, like... I wish we did more ever. oral tradition. Me too. But then, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard any oral tradition ever, so... Right, so... <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they started off as, like... But movies uh-huh. do still serve that purpose. Like right, it, right. Yeah. Because we can talk Which about I've it never... without reiterating the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, so speaking of movies... Yeah. In these movies, so it started off with verbal and then plays and whatever, whatever. And then you've got books like Frankenstein and whatever, whatever. And then there's arguments about, like, the first movie. But in American history, the main one seems to have been, oh, the German. And there's in, in 1922, there's, like, a Dra- Dracula knockoff that kind of just came from the book. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. So, yeah, these things kind of play off of each Nosferatu? other. I know that movie's hella old. Yeah, I think it might be that one. <laughs> um, and then from there we get into, like, you know, the classic Halloween franchise. And that's kind of all I have to say. But Halloween movies have now, like, fallen into two places where it's, like, the it's like Halloween and, like, Scream and Slasher. And then it goes into, like, the more, like, family-friendly, like, Beetlejuice and the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown and things like that. So I... Charlie Brown, old. It is old, but it's great. It's like 60s. But I wonder, like, before people had, like, Halloween. I mean, before they had Halloween movies to watch, they probably just told stories, yeah. which is kind of sad that we don't do that bo- anymore. Books? Yeah. Books? I've never read a scary book. Have you? Um, I used to read, like, really cheesy murder mysteries, but. <laughs> yeah, you think that's really scary? <laughs> no. No? No, they weren't really scary. Do you, like, would you, do you think you could read a scary book? I don't know. Something tells me that not would be not like a psychological terrifying. thriller, like just an actual like horror. I just can't imagine you anything. Turn to the, the next page. <laughs> 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 and then he jumps out of the closet. <laughs> uh, I can't That's imagine. Pretty. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, another huge religious, non-religious holiday we have. Um, are you talking about Valentine's Day or Arbor Day? Um, Pink Saints. Oh, oh, um, Mardi Gras. Yeah. Well, that's not like a. It's one hundred percent religious. Well, no, I know. I mean, but Mardi Gras is specific to New Orleans. Yeah, I know. Like we don't celebrate Mardi Gras. I know. But like Fat Tuesday is the holiday. But yeah, yeah, but. We should. Uh, yeah. No. I don't know. I mean, I would love to go to Mardi Gras. I'm just not Christian, so I feel like I can't just hop into Fat Tuesday. Hmm. You know I mean, because the whole well, thing is It to, wouldn't like, make sense for me. Right. Because you're not going to do Ash I Wednesday I would love the next day. to participate 
in the debauchery, the but I don't even know if it's the next day. Right, because that's the day before Lent. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you're supposed to just go nuts. Right. Before you got <laughs> Which is so funny. <laughs> hey. It's just funny, like the natural, just like human responses to things. Because there's no way that when they were like, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna have this 40 day period of like holy fasting and like repenting. I don't know what they do. What you know, like it's about right. giving up something right. c- to be a better person. And right. like I don't think they ever Humility. were like so the night before <laughs> <laughs> we're going nuts. crazy <laughs> banana time. There's no. no way. No, I think but it's, it's like, like that's just thing the thing natural human like if you're going to go on a diet the day before you're like okay, I need to like eat it probably everything. started out you're right. It probably started out as like okay, we're going to do like a fast for 40 days. So then like eat a big meal before, you know? Right. And then like oh, we're going to give out we're going to give up alcohol this time. Okay, so I'm get really drunk <laughs> before or something and then like it just like spiraled <laughs> into fat Tuesday, <laughs> which is insane. To showing your titties so people <laughs> throw beads at you? Like, what? <laughs> Insane. I Like, so you literally turned into a prostitute the night before? <laughs> That's bonkers. Duh. How else am I Duh. supposed to go 40 days? <laughs> I'm showing my titties, everyone. <laughs> no bread, no alcohol, and no tits? Come on, bro. No. It's definitely a man-made construct, though. <laughs> I wonder if that would be interesting. How the products up. <laughs> They'd be so proud. <laughs> the proudest Into the country that we turned into. <laughs> Our founding fathers would be thrilled. Um, anyways, traditional colors. Guess what they were of Halloween. Because now they're like purple and green and black. and uh, White. Yellow and brown. Yellow right? and brown. I think to like same like Thanksgiving, like harvest. Yeah. But Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna tell you the last few things and you can pick what we talk about next. So all Souls Day and Soul Cakes go together. I um, read about the Soul Cakes. <laughs> I have a big thing to say about the Soul Cakes. Soul Cakes. That'd be a good band name. <laughs> yeah. Black cats. I think I'm gonna call you a soul cake. <laughs> I think that's a cute nickname. Um Black Cats and Ghosts on Halloween. That's the second one. And just like other and then um, the lesser-known rituals and Halloween matchmaking. Oh. So where do you want to go? So you celebrate Grandpa and get hitched? Something like that. <laughs> um. Well, I'm guessing the black cats and all that. Wombo Gombo is about witches and all that tomfoolery. Um, I didn't actually know that. I mean, I guess it makes complete sense. And I like once I read it, I was like, duh. But yeah, in the Middle Ages, people believe that witches avoided detection by turning themselves into black cats, which I was like, oh. bro, have you heard like, I don't know, I've read so much about like witches and like all their lore and like broomsticks. And somewhere I remember reading about like them riding their broomsticks, having some for some reason, the way I'm remembering it. <laughs> This can't be right. <laughs> I'm remembering them like applying. Why ointment? I don't know. I'm thinking of like bombs being applied to the broomstick. Maybe that because of lubrication. But then like riding them. Like. <laughs> um, what? No, that's like a thing. Look it up. <laughs> 
I think you might have missearched on Pornhub. But I don't know what the ointment had to do with. Well, I mean, you have to lubricate but also, a broom like, the if things, you're going right, to do that. Right, right, right. But yeah, that was definitely a thing of them like riding their broomsticks. And then also like, you know, it said stuff about them either taking like psychedelics and so them like, you know, flying is obviously like. I like that one better. <laughs> <laughs> I like that alternative much more, actually. <laughs> Especially because the broomsticks back then. Right? Like, <laughs> when they were just sticks put together? Yeah, oh, that, no. That can't be right. No. That sounds, like, just terrible. There's no way. Be for real. Um. Anyways, the other thing that superstitions <laughs> from ancient Egypt, well, you know, they really care about their triangles and they're really sacred. So, like, walking underneath a ladder um, was, the like. the strongest shape found in nature. Yeah. What about a hexapolyoid? <laughs> because it's you, your partner, and God. Oh, <laughs> when you get married, him. that's the strongest relationship found right. in nature. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, anyway, so walking over a ladder, or whatever, like breaking the triangle, is like a huge thing. And then because of this, somehow these superstitions. Oh, because it's a triangle. triangle that came from all the way from Egypt. I think the idea of just breaking triangles in oh, general, yeah. and then they said to like that's how we got like walking under a ladder tends to be fairly. That's so interesting. Yeah, and then it also says that around Halloween we especially try to like avoid breaking mirrors, stepping on cracks, um, and spilling salt. So our superstition comes out, but the superstitions do date back to like the Celtic <laughs> times. Step on and a crack, break your mama's your back. It'll be black. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you did grow up, grow up in the sticks. Uh, in the broomsticks. In the broom that we rode. <laughs> Multi-purpose. They don't have dildos in the sticks. <laughs> um, all right. So I think the broomsticks lead us right into ritual matchmaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so basically... Because um, once you... Right, you can... Graduate from your broom to a real person. <laughs> I'm a real boy now. <laughs> um, what? Oh, it just made me think, what were the guys doing? <laughs> they were the turnips. <laughs> They're carving. <laughs> See if they can make it into her face. If you can, that's how you know you'll marry her. Oh, no, Isis. <laughs> So. Bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, there's a bunch of them, and the the idea in theory was like either you would figure it out like from one way, or it would come into fruition the next year. And so many common ways were one, there's so there's two related to the apple and the bobbler. So one of them was that you would write the names of your like wanted to be um, suitors. And then whichever one you caught bobbing was the one that would be it, right? The other one relating Wait. to apples, that's one of the alternatives. You would write who you wanted and then... On who? all the apples. Like, any possible suitors. Oh, multiple suitors that yes. you want. Or put on options. <laughs> you put all your options and then whichever one. Okay. So that was one way. Um, 
the other one relating to apples was that women tossed apple peels over their shoulders, hoping the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials. Um, this also came with... <laughs> that can't be good if you like a Tom. Right. <laughs> right. Or like a... Or a Quincy. Or a Zachary. Uh, maybe. Because it's like, it's like a W. But yeah, Quincy. There's got to be some unfortunate there. names. How do you... Yeah... Or like Matt. Frank. Can't be good. Frank's probably impossible. But everyone is named John, so that probably worked. Right, and all Apple, you know, curve. (laughs) So this one is kind of weird. So basically, they tried to learn about the features by peering at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water and stood in front of a mirror in a darkened room holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their husband's faces. Okay. I don't know the logistics of that one. <laughs> I think we should try it. <laughs> I think that we should bring that one back. It looks like mm, a chicken. Oh, I was going to say Danny DeVito. <laughs> um, Can you think of a guy that looks like an egg yolk? There was also this huge part about, like, chestnuts. So at some point, I think it was in the 18 or 1900s, ch- nuts <laughs> were a huge. jawline's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a weak jawline. Um but nuts were, like, a big part of this, okay. and I actually enjoyed that because, like, I told you about, like, you in Armenian— nuts? No. Well, <laughs> in, like, Armenian culture, like, there's a whole thing about the fall and nuts and spending a whole period of time busting nuts. So for October to be a designated—or, like, the 31st to be a designated— I'd bust a nut. —day. Yeah. <laughs> you would know exactly when it's happening, which I think is kind of cool. Um, but basically, they would, like, write, like, initials or something on the n- nuts and throw them into the, the fire, and if it turned to ash or if it didn't, like— it had some kind of symbolism another one here is and this is also known as like a charm cake now more so but there was in the 1800s a matchmaking cook would bury her ring into a mat into mashed potatoes on halloween night hoping to bring love to whoever found it wait what cake she no no mashed potatoes take off her ring and plop it in the mashed potatoes (laughs) and hope whoever found (laughs) it would find love and I think that's, that's kind of a cute, cute. way to sacrifice uh. your jewelry. Um, I just, I just like don't chew, so I would just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She'd be like, "Where's my ring? All the potatoes are gone." And then the last one that I have we here, <laughs> we could. The last one I have is that um, young woman ate sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, and she would dream about her future husband. Aww. Which we actually have something like that in Armenian culture there's um i forgot what day it lands on it might be valentine's day but you eat a salty cookie and you can't drink any water you have to eat it before bed and you can't have any water something like that armenians out there correct me if i'm wrong and you're supposed to in the person in your dreams who brings you a glass of water is supposed to be your like suitor or like love or something (laughs) it's kind of cute right So everyone is eating a salty cookie before bed. That's so funny. I think it's a really sweet kind of That would be bananas, though. (laughs) I'm kind of terrified. To eat a salty cookie before bed and see if anyone shows up? Yeah. Imagine if somebody did, though. What if it was, like, your dad? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a spinster alone forever. Um, But, yeah, I think it's a cute thing. No, that's fun. I want to do that. (laughs) 
<clears throat> that one we're bringing back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that goes back into the charm cakes, what they also do in New Orleans for Mar- Mardi Gras. They the put baby the baby cakes. Jesus. Yeah, the yeah. baby Jesus. Um, charm cakes, usually whoever finds it. They do it on Easter, well, too. Well, it's like a very King's common cake. king's cake. And it's also done on Easter, and it's done all the time. So the charm and the food is, like, hey, quite. Thing. <laughs> yeah, and I forget why. I know Armenians do. Oh, we do it on Easter, too, I think. Yeah, it's in the tall cake. So it's a huge thing. To put things in food that you're gonna swallow, it just but we can't have like Kinder eggs because <laughs> those are choking hazards. <laughs> but the religious, the religious people get to just personal belongings. Um, and so the last thing I have is soul cakes, and these ones. Do you want to talk about what you learned about soul cakes? So I read that. So back to like trick or treating, it was like the poor would go around. Um, and the rich people would give them soul cakes. So in the like in exchange for them praying for their deceased loved ones. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, Why? Well, because it started with Irish and Scottish immigrants in the U.S. Um, in the 1900s. And basically, they're called solars. <laughs> the people that do it? That would, like, go around. Mm-hmm. And um, usually children and people without any means went door-to-door offering songs and prayers in exchange mm-hmm. for these small shortbread cakes. And that just makes me feel sad. Yeah. So now what I do think we should do and how we should bring this back is that we should, on days like Halloween, go give to the poor. Like, we only do it on, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. But, like, right. especially when, like, like I just, like we just stated, like, one-fourth of all candy is bought this for Halloween. It's, like, like, there's obviously the means, and it's, like, when it's getting cold and sad. So I think, like, if, you know, society was to adopt something, it should be bringing back thinking of the less fortunate on a Definitely. day like this because this is such <clears throat> a terrible holiday well, if you are less fortunate. Yeah, well, exactly. It literally has just become just gluttonous and debauchery that's like meaningless and like it's really sad and obviously people are going to have their opinions about what religious meaning it should have but with more meaningful holidays usually more like self-reflection happens you know and then you think of the less fortunate and yeah which yeah with this holiday losing all of its meaning also goes that us trying to be better people yeah, and the other thing that kind of brings it states on is, like, yeah, one soul cake given, one soul saved, which is, like, again, like, that shouldn't – it's just so – because, like, back then people really did starve. Like, in the United States, very – no one really – like, starving is not an actual fear that is real. Now, whether you have what you want to eat or whatever, whatever is a different thing. But, like, starvation is not, like, yeah. a fear. But, like, you know, there like there's these immigrants that were com- came from starving and are still starving. And it's, like, let's just give them a, a shortbread cookie. And I don't know. It just, like, made me really sad and also made me think because they would go around, like, praying or singing, like, songs. Like, is that what Christmas carolers are, too? Is that the same I, thing? I don't know. Because if they are, that makes me also depressed. Yeah. Because I, I was mean, thinking about bringing joy. Probably. I feel like now they seem like just... Church people? Yeah. That are happy and go lucky. But mm-hmm. probably. Maybe like for money, like for the church, you know? Right. Just for like donations. Right. Which I think is like common like as yeah. what it is now. Which in also a lot of churches then would like... Feed people. Yeah. So... The other thing that I have on here about the soul cakes, they would... They, it was referred to going soul link. Oh. <laughs> 
And um, children would... I feel like, I don't know. Obviously, they, they would, like, sing songs and stuff, too. But there's something sweet about the fact that they would just give them something in exchange for them praying for a deceased loved one. Yeah. No, that is very... Again, we can bring it back. Like, that form of currency is kind of swag. Yeah. No. Definitely. Paying for prayer. Know, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Talking about prayer as a form of currency sounds not good, but... <laughs> I mean, I think the sentiment is beautiful. Valuable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, so we already talked about how, like, people believe that ghosts came back to the earthly world. So <clears throat> basically people were scared that if the ghosts recognized them, they would, like, follow them and stuff. So basically to be uh, to avoid being recognized by ghosts, people would wear masks when they left their homes after dark so the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. Dude, I've never understood that. I mean, I, like, kind of, but, like, who? No. I don't, what? Because it doesn't, like, then you're, like, the spirit? Like, don't you think the spirit knows beyond your <laughs> fleshly meat sack? Yeah. And like, but anyways, and then the last thing I really have is vampires. Because I also got kind of got into the, like, where do some of like this, like, why do we, like, what are even vampires? Like, why did we come up with that? And basically it was a really good explanation for how disease spread is what people commonly believed somehow. Because like, sucking on, what? I don't know. I mean, it kind of... Because they didn't believe blood transferred things, so, like, maybe vampires spread. But I don't know how they would think vampires spread, like... And not me. And not mice. And not mice. (laughs) They're like, oh, the vampires are spreading the disease, not the mice. So I'm not really sure. But, you know... That's fun. I'm sure in, like, 200 years they're going to look back at us and be like, I can't believe... (laughs) I don't know what, but... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. What was the most interesting thing you learned? Well, I've just never really sat down and thought about the complete abstraction of the holiday and, like, how it's just completely meaningless now. Like, there's still pockets of meaning, but it's not taught to us as something of... Are you? Yeah. So. <laughs> That's kind of depressing. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, like most holidays, it's very personal. Right. On how you want to <sighs> celebrate it. So. Yeah, I was going to say for me, I think the most interesting thing is like, I don't know, it's just really interesting to think about like how drastically things change over like one lifetime Mm -hmm. and how like crazy that is like to think like in the 20s like a hundred years ago they were like we can't be this is just too much ruckus and then like also to be thinking about like how like like what is it like to be in the roman times and like you know like to really feel the beliefs and feel the thoughts and be like Mm -hmm. this is real and like also like to have like a pope just wakes up one day is like we're changing the date of the holiday and people were like, yeah. Could you imagine having a Halloween in, like, May? No. Right. Well, didn't he? Yeah. What the? Well, granted, they weren't celebrating, like, harvest. They were just yeah. cel- cel- celebrating no, but saints. But, like, yeah. That would be upsetting. Exactly. So, I don't know. That's what I learned. But, overall, I'm excited for this Halloween. But, anyways, thanks for tuning in. This has been Crisis with... Kira. And Isis. Happy Halloween. We love you. Happy Halloween.